Let's pray. God of Christmas joy, hope, love, and peace. We thank you for having celebrated your birth at Christmas. We thank you for all the loving thoughts that came into our hearts, the light that came into us, through having just not family with us, but the family of God with us. And on this Christmas time, we are reminded that our family will grow and become more like you, more seeking of our true God like you. And so, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Welcome to Christmas time, this beautiful short season when we get to bask in the light of Christmas trees, feast on Christmas leftovers, spend time with family and friends who we haven't seen in so very long, and generally put everyday life aside for the sake of the God that loves us at Christmas. My family's been doing just that, and it's been a joy and a blessing in so many good ways for our family. And here in our church, we still hold on to the light of Christmas in our hearts. Our manger scene is still lit and with us. And we keep all these decorations up. And there will certainly be leftover treats from our Christmas celebrations worth nibbling on for our fellowship hour, right? We don't want to let go of that baby Jesus, born of Mary and God, too quickly or easily. It just feels too good to push away too soon, amen? amen? We want Christmas to be a time when time stands still, a time when peace and quiet seems like it will last forever. And it was like that when my wife Junan and I first brought our son Christopher home from the hospital when he was born. Chris was born through a cesarean operation, so we had to set up camp in a, a little be guest bedroom on our first floor when we first came home while Junan recovered from the surgery. And this little bedroom had Christopher's bassinet just a few feet away from the bed, if that, tucked in the corner. And we all huddled and cuddled there for several days together, just marveling at, at the miracle of birth and new life. It was like our own little Christmas tide, you might say, like a manger scene in the back bedroom of our little house, a time when life was extra special. But soon enough, life moved on. Soon enough, we moved Chris into his new room, and Junan and I went back into our own bedroom and got a little more rest, a, a little, right? <laughs> Because, as you know, babies don't stay babies all that long. Mother's milk gives away to solids. Diapers give away to pants and skirts. And before you know it, we're taking the training wheels off of our children's bicycles and feeling that moment of deep joy and fear mixed together as we let go and, and watch them take their first solo rides. I suppose that's why we tend to hold on to memories like this when our children are born so tightly and so finely. 
It's such a moment of perfection when everything seems right and everything seems possible. Like our church windows, which show moments in the life of Jesus, we want those early moments of life to last as long as they can, just like we hold on to the image of Jesus in Mary's arms at Christmas. But on this Christmas Tide Sunday, I'm reminded that right next, Josie, next one, right next to the window of the baby Jesus with Mary. Next slide, please. The next slide is a blank slide. Okay, then go backwards. I put them in backwards. We see God's perfection is not about holding on to moments. In that next window, we see Jesus as a boy, and he's already growing. Christian discipleship, like our celebration of Christmas, isn't about holding on to perfect moments that can't last. Christian discipleship is about letting God's possibilities grow in us and around us as part of God's plan of life, a a plan perfected for us in Jesus. Jesus didn't stay a baby, and we are meant to stay babies as children of God in Christ, amen? No, we're, we're meant to grow in God's grace inspired by God's perfection, a day at a time, as part of a family of faith that is God's church in Christ, us. We see in today's reading from Luke's Gospel that early Christians understood that the reason for the season, Jesus, was important, but just a preparation for the reason for the reason for the season. That building of a life of Christian discipleship for us and our families in Jesus. The thing that makes us a part of God's plan for the world's salvation. Now, Luke's Gospel, you may have noticed, has the most detailed story of the birth of Jesus, by far, that we see in the four Christian Gospels. But even Luke doesn't dwell on Jesus' birth for very long. Almost immediately, he shows Jesus being circumcised eight days after his birth, brought into the Jewish temple 40 days after his birth for a ritual purification, and then shows Jesus growing up as a child in Nazareth, The story of Jesus in Bethlehem is important, but Jesus, like all of us, he was meant to grow in body and in spirit. And what we can't help but notice in the story of Jesus is that his parents, Mary and Joseph, did not leave the faith life of Jesus to chance, amen? Faith is a choice to become more spiritually mature in God's family, no matter what our age. Mary and Joseph were good models for Jesus, active in their community of faith, following all the ways of their faith carefully, learning about their way of looking at God. Jesus Christ, Son of God, maker of heaven and earth, was still, no matter what, just a child on earth who needed parenting, just like any other child. And he needed to learn from parents how important the love of God was and how important obedience to God was from a human point of view. Faith that saves us is learned from families, either our own families or families of faith who we adopt. My own family taught me very well. 
As a little boy, I have to admit, I was kind of a squirmy worm in church. Who knew? I was easily distracted, and one day my dad was so upset by my squirming around that he gave me a good talking to, to put it gently. He reminded me that church was important and that I should pay attention. And after that, I, I did. And I started to hear more and understand more of what church was about. And, and pretty soon, I was in love with church. I loved the music, the sermons, Holy Communion, the prayers, the, the scripture stories. It was a place that I loved to be and still do. And in today's reading from Luke, we can see Jesus expressing his love for God in his place of worship. Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple for the Jewish celebration of Passover. And on the way back to Nazareth, after this holy celebration, a whole village of families would have been there to protect and guide Jesus home. And that, too, was part of a good faith parenting, helping other families' children to feel safe in the community of faith. And so I bless all of our Sunday school teachers. But then Mary and Joseph noticed that Jesus wasn't with the people from Nazareth. So they rushed back to Jerusalem and found Jesus speaking to the teachers of the temple. You know, there comes a time in our, our faith lives when we give our children their own independence in faith. The training wheels come off. Maybe when we're there, Maybe not, but off they must come. Our children pick up the Bible on their own for the first time. They begin to pray for people on their own for the first time, or in some churches they read scripture publicly for the first time, or witness to their faith in public for the first time. Faith is meant to grow. We are the parents of our children, but only so much their parents or grandparents or great-grandparents or uncles or aunts. If they're going to continue to grow in healthy ways through faith. We model a good faith life for our children so that when their moment comes, like Jesus had in the temple, all of a sudden they'll be seeking out God as a parent will watch over them for the rest of their lives. We hope and pray. Now finally, Mary and Joseph found Jesus with the teachers of the temple. And they scolded Jesus for not letting them know where he was. Because sometimes, after all, as, as parents, we're afraid not only for our kids, but for ourselves. Because we're afraid that we have not been responsible parents. But how many of us have had a child like Jesus who said to us, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I needed to be in my father's house? Mary pondered these things in her heart on the way home, we're told. How many of us as parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and family members of various sorts have the same chance to ponder these things in our hearts? How many of us have dedicated our time, our minds, and our hearts to the point where the children in our lives are ready to accept God as their newly adopted parent in life? 
after we've done all the good parenting work to lead them to God, their new parent. And many of you have, I know, and I bless you for it, and I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And I see young people in our church beginning to grow in faith. But for the sake of children today, we need, as a church, to do more for our children and youth to accept God as their ultimate parent, to protect them and guide them. One way or another, the training wheels will come off. Amen? Amen. One day, our children will choose some kind of God for their lives. And maybe it will be the God of Jesus, and maybe not. We will be the ones modeling faith for them, as Mary and Joseph did. We'll be modeling what it is to have a godly family that supports their journey into becoming a member of the faith family. And will we ponder with gratitude our children saying to us in their own special ways, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I needed to be in my father's house? As they choose the God of creation, the God of redemption, the God of transformation as the head of their God family. I hope and pray that this happens, and I, I pray that we may, as God's church in Christ, focus on children and young adults who need to see us modeling what they will need to do with their own faith lives, to be in Jesus, in God's family of faith, not just as, uh, at Christmas, but forever. Please have a, a blessed Christmas time as we all prepare to grow as God's family. In faith. Amen. Amen. Our response is like a child, number 2092 in the black signal or on the street. Please stand if you're Tom. I found the cover. Like a child of Reveal unto men, like a child and a friend, Jesus comes. Like a child we may find, claiming hearts open by, like a child strong in Jesus comes. Like a child we will meet, ragged clothes, dirty feet. Like a child on the street, Jesus comes. Like a child we once knew, coming back into view. Like a child born anew, Jesus comes. Like a child born to pray, and to show us the way. Like a child here to stay, Jesus comes. Like a child we receive all that love can conceive. Like a child we believe Jesus comes. Amen. Be seated. What a blessing to be with you here in Christmas time. And what a blessing to serve you people at this time. We have our prayer of invitation to God's possibilities that we introduced a few weeks back. 
And we'll be visiting this from time to time through the uh, new year so that we as a family of faith can be on the same page. And I pray this every single day with you and for you. And I encourage you to do the same, knowing that you're not praying alone. We get to pray as a family in God. Let's say this now together. I bow my knees before God, Father and Lord of all, who invites everyone in heaven and on earth into God's family through Jesus Christ. I pray that God's most precious and amazing treasures, which come to us through God's Spirit, may strengthen you in your deepest being. May Christ live in our hearts through faith, as our faith roots and grounds us deeply in God's love. I pray that we will know the full breadth and height and length and depth of the love of God, love that is always beyond complete knowing, together with all people of faith, so that we may all be filled completely with the fullness of God. All glory be to God, who can accomplish abundantly in us far more than all we can ask or imagine. All glory to God in God's church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for saying this prayer together. Know that you'll be supported as we pray together moving ahead. It's time now for the prayers of people. And you heard the announcement of Susan D'Souza's departure into God's kingdom. There's an insert in the bulletin that you may share with other people who need to hear about this announcement. It's on our Facebook page and on the web as well. Um, and sadly, but with faith and assurance in God's hope, we also pray for the family of Jenny Stevens, who went into hospital on Christmas Eve and passed away yesterday. I was able to visit her in hospital on Friday and to offer her some final prayers. Uh, the service for her family will be here uh, Thursday on 10, at 10 a.m. We also pray for Paul Falecki, who uh, is suffering from a torn hamstring. We pray for his recovery. And please pray special prayers of recovery for Kelsey Collins, who's recovering from a bad, bad case of strep. And uh, the antibiotics seem to be taken, but um, as a little girl that needs strength, Please pray special prayers for Kelsey. We had some prayers from the community as well. I think these are done prayers, though. These are done prayers. Let's get some fresh ones. Where's my prayer job? This is what happens. Things get rearranged. Still few. We started with over 70 prayers, so we've got plenty that we can choose from. Dear Heavenly Father, may all who need it feel your love. Please make others feel good this holiday season. P.S. Please may you make my girlfriend no longer feel pain for Caleb. This one I'm going to work on 
It's written in Korean. Can't help you yet with the translation, but I'll get the translation. But there was a, a Korean family that came during the uh, Christmas in the village celebration. And the father came up to me and, and asked me to tell her, his uh, little daughter, where Jesus came from. And so I said, way over there. It's a good talk. We'll do one more. Dear Heavenly Father, please bless my mom and my brothers. Amen. We thank everybody for sharing their grace and peace with us. Let's pray together. Loving God who came to us on Christmas, we thank you for this special, small season of peace when we try to bask in your love and to hold family and friends close to us and to rejoice in the small and funny things as well as the warm things. We pray especially for those families who have lost loved ones. And we pray especially for the family of uh, Reverend Susan D'Souza who served this church for so many years. We pray for all the children of the who are weak and vulnerable like Kelsey, who don't have all the physical resources to fight disease. And we know that as we pray for Kelsey in our hearts, we also reach out to the billions of children around the world who are equally vulnerable and equally need help. Lord, help us to be your instruments of grace and peace. Help us to grow in Christ, to not be afraid to grow, to not be afraid to help our children to grow in you that we may become bigger and better in you and you alone. And all of these things we pray for in the blessed and almighty name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for the gift of Jesus, and thank the Lord for the gift of your love that brings you here today. And in that spirit of love, let us present our tithes and offerings that God's love may grow on earth as in heaven.
to you. I feel so blessed by all of you. And I pray that we can be blessed in the year ahead. Let's say our charts to you together. Let the love of God on earth, born on Christmas Day in Jesus, fill our hearts and inspire us to grow in God's grace through faith as long as we can. Amen. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people of Christmas hope say, Amen. Amen. Bless you all. Hallelujah. Bless you.